Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome back to the 123rd episode of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. So, you've been watching Iron Fist. Yes, yeah. So, so I've been catching up on the Marvel Netflix shows, the Netflix Marvel shows, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I just, I just finished Luke Cage last week. Great show. Loved it. And I started watching the Iron Fist. Now, I've heard a lot of bad things about Iron Fist, so I was really apprehensive about watching this, sh- about watching the show. And I gotta say, like, I... The first like three three to four episodes I was watching, I was like, you know, maybe this is like one of those shows where, or like you you know, you know when you hear bad things about a movie, like people expect that the movie is going to be amazing, but you 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 happen to see it a bit later than everyone else, and during that time you hear that that movie is not as good as people thought it was going to be to the point that people just say it's trash. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last movie that fulfills that requirement for me. I want to say, I mean, the the one that sticks out in my memory is spider-man 3 for me because yeah, but that is bad it is bad but i didn't i wasn't like extremely disappointed like everybody else was you weren't disappointed in that piano scene <laughs> i was disappointed in the movie yes but i wasn't like i wasn't going to this movie expecting spider-man 2 i wasn't i didn't have insanely high hopes for the movie because i'd already heard that it was terrible that it was bad and so when I saw it, I was like, yeah, it's not as bad as everyone says. I mean, it's bad, but it's not as bad as everyone says. So I wasn't like, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't like leave the theater supremely disappointed. Like, really? That's, that's what they could do with the few years of time. So that's how I felt when I was watching the first few episodes of Iron Fist, that maybe it's not as bad as everyone says. And, and I'll still, you know, I'll still enjoy myself. But, but let me tell you, Sandy, I'm now, uh, let me see. I am now, I think, eight and a half episodes in now. Yeah, you're you're committed now. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely committed. I'm literally in the middle of episode right uh, episode nine right now. What do you think? And I'm not liking the show. I've, I think yeah. there, I think there are major flaws with it. How? So, all right, real quick though, what's this guy's power? All right, so Iron Fist. Like, so before the show, I act or before I heard that Iron Fist was going to be a thing, I don't think I'd ever heard of Iron Fist before in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know about you. I had heard of Luke no. Cage, obviously heard of Daredevil. I'm not sure that I'd heard of Jessica Jones. I haven't and, heard of either Jessica Jones or Luke Cage, to be honest with you. Okay. I've only briefly heard of, of Luke Cage. I, uh, so with Iron Fist, I never heard of him. I didn't know anything about him. But his power is this kind of um, – he, he harnesses his chi is how he is how he describes it. And he focuses it into his fist, which kind of makes it glow and gives him – superhuman strength that he can basically punch through anything with his fist nothing can hurt him but it uses up a lot of his energy so he can only do it like once or twice per battle and he's supposed to be white right yeah i think so people compl- i saw that in the complaints that people were saying why wasn't why wasn't he asian but i'm pretty sure he was supposed to be white i don't know if he was okay. actually white in the comics his name is danny rand he is so this will this will definitely contain spoilers and the reason it's going to contain spoilers, Sandy, is because I know you're not going to watch the show because I no, don't think you should I, watch it. Yeah, I'm, I I was never going to watch it. Um, <laughs> I was never going to watch it. It just it the trailers and the previews looked uninspiring, and yeah. I was just uninterested from the from the start. So feel free to spoil this. This is All a right. spoiler alert. You need yeah. to just skip ahead yeah. to maybe the twenty want minute to listen mark. To Iron Fist. And I'm only going to give, I'm only going to be able to give away spoilers for eight episodes because I still haven't watched the other five. But so the show, the show starts off with Danny Rand. He, when he was 10 years old, he was flying to China with his parents and their plane ended up crashing and his, his parents were killed. The pilots were killed and he was taken into this um, parallel dimension called Kunlun. And that is the, the, the portal to this dimension only opens once every 15 years. And it just so happened that he crashed, that the plane crashed during the period that this portal was open. So he was taken in by monks into this parallel dimension and he was there for 15 years. And once that 15 year cycle had passed, he he's left and he's now returned to New York city. Now the whole world thinks he's dead. Um, Oh, I should, the whole world thinks he's dead. The reason why the whole world actually knows who he is is because he is the son of a billionaire 
the, um, the, 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 the co-founder of Rand Enterprises named after their name, their last name. And his dad founded this company with his friend Henry Meacham, or sorry, Harold Meacham. And I was like, oh, Meacham's back? Sorry. <laughs> Wrong show. So, so in, yeah, exactly. In the, in the period that he's been gone, Harold Meacham has died. He died of cancer, but he had two kids, Joy and Ward. And these two kids now run Rand Enterprises. So, so they're not trying to give that top spot up. No, of course not. He returns. He returns, and he was looking like a bum. He hasn't showered in, you know, I don't know how long. Maybe they don't. Have, they don't have showers in the parallel universe. I guess not. And he definitely didn't have showers on his way back. <laughs> and so he comes back, and he just like waltzes into this, into the, uh, into the offices. How does like, he oh, know the here. office? Was he like how old was he when he flew out? Was he like a baby? He was 10, 10 years oh, old. Okay. Yeah. So right now, presumably he's twenty five. So. He does know the place, but he doesn't really know the business. He doesn't know anything about like what they do outside of just the maybe the simple Wikipedia description that his father may have given him when he was a child. So he grew up with these kids, Joy and Ward, but Ward never liked him. Ward was kind of a, a bully. Um, he like looked up to him like an older brother, but he was always rude. He, he, he uh, teased him a lot. He bullied him a lot, but he was close with Joy. And so he returns. And he like fights his way up to the, into the executive tap or into the exact, into the executive offices. And he walks into Ward's and, and, uh, into Ward's office. And I think Joy was there. Maybe she walks in later and he's like, I'm Danny. I'm back. And they're like, no, that's not possible. Danny's been dead for 15 years. We don't appreciate like this homeless dude walking in and claiming that he's Danny. And, and, and that makes sense, right? You're, you're not going to just walk into a place. 15 years after you've been gone, of course, this everyone is why, thinks you're dead. This is why that movie, <laughs> Man on Fire, with uh, Denzel Washington Denzel. and Dakota Fanning makes sense. Proof of life. Exactly. Right? What's the name of the bear? Danny. Right. What's the name of her bear? Exactly. And so so Danny just like, he, he doesn't try to offer up anything, I think, during this entire sequence to say, oh, I'm Danny. Remember, we did this when we were kids, blah, blah, blah. I don't have ID on me. And of course, like, why would you believe me? I was 10. I don't look the same that I did. I don't look, I don't look like that anymore. Right. So he, he offers nothing. So that was annoying. Then he like comes back into the office and they threaten to call the cops if he returns. So the first episode is basically him like storming into their office, breaking into their home, which was actually his old home. Um, he like, <laughs> uh, Ward is leaving some like restaurant and he, he's, his car is being valeted in. And when right before Ward gets in, Danny just jumps into the driver's seat of this Mercedes and starts like flying up this, the parking garage, ends up crashing it. So in the end of all this, Ward ends up, uh, he, he goes to Joy because she's starting to like believe that it's him for whatever reason. And when, uh, but, but at the same time, she's like still apprehensive. He comes to the, he comes to her office and he's talking to her and explaining where he's been. And she gives him a drink. It turns out she poisons him or, you know, slips like a roofie into it because he, he, get, he gets knocked out. Next thing you know, he wakes up in the psych, psych, uh, psych hospital. And I should also mention real quick that Harold, the co-founder of, of, uh, Rand Enterprises and the, the two kids, his father, Joy and, and Ward's father, he died, right? But if you remember Daredevil, the, uh, season two, the hand, so the hand came to see Harold and right before he died, they made an agreement that he basically, he would serve them in his second life if they resurrect him. Oh, wow. So, so Harold is now alive, but the world can't know that he's alive. So the only person that knows he's alive is his like assistant and, um, Ward, his son, his daughter does not know. So basically Harold has been running the company through Ward as his proxy. So he's, a, he has like cameras and microphones everywhere. So he's aware of like the day to days at the company and Ward is pretty much responsible for um, letting the company know his father's will, so to speak, but as if it's his own. So, so um, Ward is finds it curious that Danny's back and he, he also thinks that it could be Danny, but they're not certain. So, after a little bit, they are convinced, but Ward doesn't want him, doesn't want Danny to be back. Joy doesn't she she's unsure if it's him, but she would like him back. So why Ward, why does she like want him back all of a sudden? Because she was friends with him when he was a kid, 
and she just she can't like escape this feeling that it could be him. I mean, and so, okay. <laughs> so while he's in the psych hospital, she sends him a bag of M and M's because when they were kids, apparently he, they would never eat the brown M and M's. So she she sends him a bag of M and M's, kind of like proof of life, right? Right. And he removes all of the brown M&Ms and sends back all the other M&Ms to her. And when she gets it, she's, like, convinced that this is him. Right. And, you know, he, like, try to, like, say a few things about their past, their history to say that, yeah, this is, I am who I am. But they're always like, oh, anyone could have looked that up. That could be a coincidence, blah, blah, blah. But this one was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for her. So she she decides that, yes, this is, this is in fact, Danny. We got to do something about it. Meanwhile, um, Harold, he goes to visit Danny, but he's never supposed to leave his penthouse. And again, like I said, he is a servant of the hand. So they know that he, he leaves. So they're a little upset about that. And they're wondering why, like, what is, what's he plotting? Um, basically, Harold doesn't like being a servant of the hand. I don't think he trusts them. So he's trying to find a way out and find a way to defeat them. And he, when he finds out that Danny is the Iron Fist, the Iron Fist is the sworn enemy of the hand. So, in Kunlun, where Danny's been this whole time, over the last 15 years, he's been training as as a monk, as a warrior monk. And one of the things that they have is a designated Iron Fist. Once an Iron Fist dies, there's like a competition, and it, I guess they kind of duel one another in this in this. Um, it's like this, selecting a new Dalai Lama. Yeah, that's what I was. Except that's it's, it's I was except it's in the octagon. That's literally what I was thinking about it, though. They basically battle, and he fought his way to to victory. Nobody thought he should be it because he was he was an outsider, but he ended up winning, and he's now Asian to people losing to white people yeah, in nah. like Chinese kung fu slash like Shaolin is unacceptable. Especially someone who's only been there for fifteen years. I mean, fifteen years is a long time, but at the same time, yeah. he's only twenty-five. He's. I mean, these yeah. monks have been playing since they were like babies, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like those first ten years are people. key. And it's it, you have to imagine that there were elders, there were people. What is this? A fake video? Forties. <laughs> there were people in their thirties and forties who, who would, had had long since mastered their arts. So they they likely would have been able to defeat Danny. But that's beside the point. Is he is the Iron Fist, and Harold is convinced that it's Danny, and he. Basically, Harold, he wants to try to manipulate Danny to work with them, but at but like kind of um, like they 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 sort of want to I don't want to say brainwash, but just manipulate Danny into into doing their will. Ward is not down with that at all. He doesn't like the idea of not being a top guy, and he doesn't trust Danny. Now, so what happens is when he when he he ends up getting out the psych hospital, and uh. He ends up seeing Carrie Ann Moss. I can't remember her, her character's name, but the the lawyer who has the ridiculous, like the biggest firm in, in New York City in Daredevil. She oh. represents Danny, and she's basically like, "All right, yeah, I'll help you out," because she used to work for his dad, and so the reason gotcha. she she helps him out pro bono with the agreement that if she wins or when they win, she will she will be her firm will be on retainer for Rand Enterprises. I mean, that's so, a multi billion dollar account. Yeah, easily. So. The uh, Joy and War try to buy Danny out for like a hundred million dollars, and he's like, "Oh, it's not about the money, blah blah blah." And, but I don't mind. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and uh, the lawyers like, "No, that's ridiculous." Like, you know, a hundred million dollars that you're, you're worth billions, dude. Not not millions. So he ends up he ends up uh, trying to get proof of who he is with like medical records or something. But Ward ends up having like the <laughs> he ends up sending some henchmen to the, the hospital where he like broke his arm and had some x-rays taken and and that henchman burns the all the records okay <laughs> and um speaking of henchmen yeah we gotta we i i have to ask right now as before you continue how are these fight scenes yeah that's the thing that was another that's that's a big complaint that people have about the show is that it's not as good as daredevil and Danny is supposed to be like a, it's supposed to be world-class. He's supposed to be the best of the best. Nobody's supposed to be able to hang with him in fights. And I'm constantly frustrated by the fact that people are hanging with him in fights. People are landing blows left and right. He's getting, he's getting beat by people who seemingly have who like no business in this fight. Yeah. They have no business hand, being able to, to hang with him. Like, so, so he has a love interest in the show. Uh, what's her name? Is it also the nurse? 
No, it's not. But she is in the she's in the show. Rosario Dawson. I love and, it when she shows up. I really like that she's one. No, I just like the fact that she's one of those supporting characters that really makes you feel like you're still in the world. Yeah, yeah. That she's the comet link, and they con they constantly refer to events in previous shows or characters from other shows, but uh, she's like the only person who's who's constantly appearing in each show. So Colleen Wink, she is a. Um, She's this like random Asian girl he sees. Oh that he gosh! Meets, he, he, that he meets. He's he's in the park and he's like doing. He's like um, just doing some like exercises. Like qigong. Sort of. Yeah, and he he's just you know doing that in the park and he has like his. Wait wait wait! Is it like old school like old people tai chi, where they're all like yeah. moving in yeah. slow motion and? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. So he's, <laughs> he's doing this in the park. He's got like a cup on the floor. She puts like two dollars into the cup. And from that moment, he's been obsessed with her. So anytime he like needs help, like when he was in the psych, when he was in the psych ward, he calls her and tries to get her to get him out. And she's like, "I don't know you, dude. No, I don't." You trust gotta you. stop. You gotta stop hitting on me like this. This is mad aggressive. I don't appreciate this. Yeah. Kind of. yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Ward is like uh, he's monitoring Danny, so he knows that he's that he's contacted her, and he goes to her and says, "If you sign this agreement saying that he's been creepy and approaching you unwarranted and whatnot." that like you felt unsafe then we'll give you fifty thousand dollars which creeped her out so she wasn't down with that then like uh i think they try to like beat her up or something like that to get her to do it but she ends up beating them up because she's like a world-class martial artist as well you're um, saying that she could be the iron fist she she could be the iron fist without the iron fist itself you know yeah and so uh you're not inspiring a lot of confidence in uh in this character no, but that's the thing that's frustrating. He's supposed to be the best of the best. He's supposed to be very mentally fit, emotionally fit, in tune with his body and his emotions. And you constantly see him in the show losing control of his emotions. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So he he like he even said it in in episode seven, I think. He says, uh, "So so Colleen in some of the earlier episodes, she she breaks one of her students for fighting for money because that's a dishonorable thing to do." Then. She ends up fighting for money because she needed money, but also she she was she loved the thrill of it. I mean, you gotta she, get paid <laughs> exactly because she wasn't making money, and, and her place was gonna get shut down. She was gonna she was gonna lose her 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 yeah. classroom and her apartment because she wasn't making money. I mean, what's so, the what's the first rule of Fight Club? <laughs> exactly. Right. So so she ends up fighting for money, and during this fight, she ends up like beating the guy. And she like can't control herself, so you have like. A view of her like you know kind of mounted on this dude just punching his face over and over again because she's kind of enraged right yeah and so they are on a plane to china and one of the later episodes and she's telling danny you got to be careful because when you're when you when i'm in these fights you lose control of your emotions and all you see is rage you're not thinking about anything at this point and i'm like what are you telling him this for in the in like the second episode third episode maybe he's sitting there telling us about his whole life has just been training. If he, he would like wake up every morning, like hike like a good mile or two with this ridiculously heavy, like pails of water for the day for he and his master. And then he talks about after that, all they would do is train. So presumably they're not just like training, just punching the air over and over again. They're actually sparring with one another. They're actually getting in fights. So this, and, and like I said before, he had to fight to become the Iron Fist. So he's never, it's not like he's never been in a fight before. He's been in numerous fights in his life. This guy sounds like a scrub, dude. Can we just be clear on that? Like, <laughs> like Luke Cage should be able to take this man. Easily. Yeah. yeah. So, so Iron Fist ends up getting in a fight with this sworn protector of the hand dude who's like randomly posted up in front of this place in China. He's constantly drunk because he says that his, uh, his he's, master, well, he's drunk. He's drunk because a white guy is the Iron Fist. <laughs> he, he so he's 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 a Chinese dude who's got like an Australian accent, which is weird. Oh God! I mean, and you know then, who that sounds like. <laughs> and then he 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 ends up fighting Iron Fist, and he's he's like drunk, so he's fighting very much like uh, Jackie Chan does. And uh, and what's that movie called? The, Drunken the, Master. The drunk, yeah, Drunken Master. You know that's so, a legit fighting style, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he he's got that style going. He's holding like his little flask, and he's using it's like kind of attached to his it's like tied to his wrist by like a short like six to seven inch six to six to twelve inch um piece of rope and so he's using that in the fight every now and again 
and he's like constantly taking drinks while he's fighting. And he says that, you know, his master says he has to stay drunk because he he has to suppress the, the dragon within or whatever that that, that, that he the has. Dragon within. Within. The dragon within. This is dragon, mad racist. I don't know if it was dragon or hey, rage, whatever it was. You so, need to control the dragon within. Man, get away from me. Yourself. <laughs> control yourself. Yeah. So... So Danny's fighting him. He ends up beating him, and then he's mounted on top, very similar to Colleen in previous episodes. He's just like wailing away. And Claire Rosario Dawson, who happens to take, who who happens to volunteer to take this trip to China with them, nice. she's like, "What is wrong with you?" Blah blah. Runs over. He's like, and and Danny's like freaking out. He's like, you know, very unsteady at this point. He's like, "Is he okay?" She's like, "What do you think?" I'm like, "He wouldn't do that. This right. is a man who's been in many, 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 many fights throughout his life." This isn't his first rodeo. He's not Colleen, who's who's like you know f- getting in a fight, like a real fight for the first time. He's done this all the time, so I'm supposed to believe that he can't control his emotions. That is literally what he that's that's what he's been doing the last 15 years. It's not just being able to get in a fight, but he's mastered his emotions. That's what he said. I've mastered my emotions. No, you haven't. Man, don't lie to me. He's reacted so many times in the show, like in the very first episode, the second, like. He's reacted with his emotions where he's lost his cool, where he's become angry and lost his temper. I'm like, this is not, that's not, that's not realistic. That's not what he should be doing. There's nothing about his character that says, I actually was in this place training for 15 years, except for the fact that he can fight. And so, he has the Iron Fist. So you're eight episodes in. Yes. You're eight episodes in. You got five more to go. Mm-hmm. I need you to give me a rating Uh one star to five star. I, I would this sounds like a two star. This sounds like a two star show. Like a, yeah, it's a two to two and a half star. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, and and there's just little. You can't. I feel like they're trying to. They're trying to generate drama, right? But they constantly contradict things that this character actually is. Now, I'd say the thing that bothers me the most about this character is I don't like him. I find him very much just kind of be an asshole. So outside of the the fighting, he he's finally worked his way back into the company because basically Joy, the the, the daughter of Harold, she finds this clay pot that he he'd given her as a child, and it had because he had no fingerprints, no medical records, anything that he could use to prove that that he was who he said he was. But then she finds this little thing that she's been using as a container to hold her car keys, and she ends up sending it to him for whatever reason, to help prove he is who he says he is, right? And so they use that to allow him back in the company. He gets his 51% of his shares, which I don't get how that works. When he died, when he was presumably dead, wouldn't his shares have been reallocated to other people? I guess it depends on what kind of paperwork they had in place. Okay. So yeah. maybe they had maybe they had the right paperwork because all of a sudden he comes back, he gets his 51% of his shares. He doesn't have an actual position at the company, but he does control the company still. So he comes in and sits in on this board meeting and they're basically saying they, they've, they've created this drug and it's cost $5 a pop to make or $5 a pill to make. And they were this, this disease affects like it's a, it's, it's a made up disease. It, it would kill like 50,000 people per year if they go untreated and it affects like 50 million people. And they were saying that they can make this pill for about $50 per pill. Right. And he's like, wait, what? No, you just told me that it would cost $5 to make. No, we're just going to sell it at cost. And, what? and everyone, everyone in the room was like, wait, what? Yeah. No, like, dude, you, you don't know the business. He's like, no, like that doesn't make any sense. We're not going to sell it. We're not going to make profit off people's being off, off people dying. Well, then you should and get then, out of the medicine game. And Ward is like, dude, the people who need this are, they're going to, it's, these pills are going to be subsidized by the, by the World Health Organization. The people who absolutely need it are going to get it, if, even if they can't afford it. He's like, I've, I've, I've already made up my mind on this. That we're doing, we're doing it this way. Yeah, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. And so, uh, later on, like in that episode, Joy says something. I wish I remember the quote. I was gonna, I was gonna watch it again so I can give you the quote. She says something about how you know, he there, there are subtler ways that he can manipulate the board. Like the, the board is not gonna like what he just did. He doesn't, he doesn't need to be coming around swinging it like. She's like, you just came in and just laid your dick out on the table with your 51% of your shares. And he's like, huh, yeah, I guess there are better ways that I can do this. Then later on in another episode, they are, they are, they're, um, they're being sued 
by this by this group of families who by I think it's like 15, 16 people who have who have gotten cancer that that live near this chemical plant that's owned by Ward Enterprises. And Joy sitting in on this meeting and she's saying that we've we've uh, we've conformed to every single law that the government has in place. They've already determined that we've done nothing wrong. So, so we're what are not we taking doing? responsibility for this. Yeah, they're basically saying we're not taking responsibility, right? And the family is like, is devastated, right? And and Joy like does look sad and she's like pissed off later on that that they're not going to get money. But at the same time, they didn't do anything wrong according to the law. Now, Danny was in his office doing his thing. And he comes outside the building and that family, that this mother is there and she's like, I'm going to talk to him because she had just heard about the whole $5 per pill thing. They're going to sell that drug at cost. Danny walks out the building and she just approaches him now. And from his perspective, he has no idea who she, who she is. Right. She's just some random lady outside of his building. He walks outside and she approaches him and she says, she shows him her phone. She says, this is my son. And he's like, okay. She's like, he has cancer. He's like, oh, no, that's terrible. And he got it because of your plant, which was leaking sewage near our homes and it infected, infected the water and 15 people got cancer. And he like grabs her hands and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to fix this. And this is captured by some random dude on camera who ends up using this video as blackmail to get them to pay not the $20 million that they're asking for, whatever it was, but to pay out like $400 million. And so Danny now has quote, more important business to attend to because the hand has infiltrated his company in New York City. He's trying to find out why. He he doesn't attend the meeting with the um, the crisis core team. Oh, and and then when they give him a document that he says, I'm going to read to the board to, to apologize, he ends up telling the board, um, I'm sorry that we have to do this, but we're paying down the $400 million. And that's oh. it, right? <laughs> and, and the board is pissed. So the board basically says- you guys should never should. He tells Harold and Joy, "You never should have brought it back. We're kicking you guys out. We've already voted on it." Oh, so so the board in, in episode seven ends up kicking them, k- kicks the Meachams off the board, and Danny is just going about his day, you know, traveling to China, fighting the hand, coming back and finding out that Joy and Harold have been kicked off, have been kicked out, and he's no longer allowed in his own building. But like, here's the thing that's pissing me off: he has no business being in this business. I mean, yes, right. his, his dad, it, it's his name on the company. His dad started it and would have wanted him to have it. However, like one of the board members mentions, you didn't get your MBA at this monastery in Kanmon or wherever it was that you were. Sounds like Phoenix University. <laughs> is, this a, is this an online only four-year accredited <laughs> institution? Or is well, this it a... It might as well be. You know, it, it, yeah. Like, like he, he doesn't... For all we know, he never finished high school, right? Like, did they, did they, did they, did he even learn calculus? Did he study econ? Cause I get, I get his whole, like, I want to be ethically right. And that's, this is what they want you to feel. They clearly want you to feel that Danny's right, that morally, this is what should be done. But the way, but when I'm watching this, I'm like, no, <laughs> just, just no, you, you don't need to sell the drugs at cost to the world. You can sell that drug. If you want to, if you want to make a difference, you can give that drug away to the to the poorest countries, right? But you can still sell that drug for fifty bucks per pill to Americans or people in 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 the developed nations, right? This guy, and then and then giving you know paying out four hundred million dollars or whatever it was to those families who were supposedly affected by your by the by your plant, like there's no actual proof linking the plant to those people. So it's as like a, it's like a, it's things. like a mood thing. It's yeah. It, he just walks out the building. Dude, this show this show is not a two and a half star. This is not a two and a half. This is this is at most like a buck and a half. He he's like he's like trying to he he's not really doing anything with the company. He just comes around. He makes these decisions based off of his emotions, and he doesn't actually want to to put up for any anything more. I'm not than about just this show. That decision. That's he's it. Not, He's not trying to stand up for his decision. He doesn't try to explain why he's right and why we need to change it. He just tells people this is why it, this is this is what it is. Even though he hasn't been around, he's not trying to like make friends. Meanwhile, in that like set in in like that fourth or fifth episode where she tells him the whole thing about the selling the joint costs, like there are better ways to get the board on board with your plan. There are better ways to change their minds. You could have spun that a little differently. To even if they even if they weren't going to be on board with what you're saying. They, during that meeting, they basically said, just to be clear, 
you were telling us with 51% of your shares that your final decision. He's like, yep, that's it. You guys don't get a say in it. Like, no, they're no, nah, dude, you, you want to make nice with people. But at the same time, you're just going to sit there and pretend like your, your, your decisions have no consequences. Right. So then I don't get, I don't, I just don't get why he even wants to be involved in the company. It at just all doesn't seem he, like, it just doesn't seem like the writers, uh, are taking advantage of both sides of this character sort of background. Right. Like right. you're telling me that on the one hand, he's a warrior monk. Uh, he got selected because he bested all these other people who are just as good, if not better, and that one of the core tenets to becoming this dude, this Iron Fist guy, is like complete control over emotion. Well, yes. you don't have that, so that brings your sort of standing into question. And then you're telling me that like this is how you want to run a business. Like it's just you. It's rare that a character has sort uh, two tracks of sort of narrative and objectives uh, and story points, but it just seems like they're not doing either of them as well as they could be. Yeah, yeah, and that's literally what it is. I mean... I'm, well, I'm sorry to hear that you got five more episodes of this that you got to go through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the reason that you watch, the reason I'm watching this is because the Defenders will be coming out later this year, I think, or maybe early next year, and the Defenders... Integrates all of the these characters in on Netflix's side. Well, so maybe Iron Fist finish. takes a hard L in the first episode, and if that happens, I won't care. It can't happen. It can't happen. Iron Fist has to come says you. The, he has to be the integral part because he's the only he's quote the only person who can defeat the hand. With I've, his, I've with seen his Luke Cage. Iron Fist. <laughs> You've seen Luke Cage get shot by some special bullets by quote special bullets, yeah. which which basically incapacitate him forever. Good enough um, for me. I love how the, I, I, it bothers me so much that that one scientist he can he can put anybody up for this experiment right for to to make a second Luke Cage and he takes the worst of the worst dudes yeah he he takes yeah. Diamondback and is like yep you're you're my dude I've seen what you've done on TV I've seen how atrocious you are you're my next guy I know that's what happened I know that he becomes um, the rival to, to to Luke Cage in the comics when I was looking this up at least afterward but still. There's, oh yeah, there got to be a million other people in this world that are better suited for this for this experiment than well, than Don Back. Can I tell you? Can I tell you a show that I've been watching that yeah. is absolutely out of control and really good? Yeah, the uh, one that I got to watch next. The one, uh, well, Big Little Lies. You definitely have to watch. That's for oh, sure. I, th I thought that's what you were going to tell me. Um, no, the show that I'm watching right now is an old HBO show called Deadwood. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant. Uh, who ended up playing uh, the guy in Justified? Uh, Timothy Oliphant's one of my favorite actors. Uh, so he is. Uh, this this takes place in a town called Deadwood. It's sort of turn of the century. You're mining. It's a mining town, and there's a the main a villain in this uh, in this world is Ian McShane, who's going to be in that new uh, Showtime show American Gods, which is a Neil Gaiman book, which I'm really excited about. Um, but def I, it's only three seasons. It's an old Netflix show, so it's definitely got the pedigree. And I remember watching the first season, and then like just sort of forgot about the next two seasons. Uh, I think just stuff just came up. But uh, I'm definitely rewatching it, and I, it's just one of those shows that I can't look away. Um, what you and I need to actually do is, were you able to determine if you guys had access to HBO Go? I don't anymore. I think. Actually. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Because what yeah. I'll do is I'll just get it. Um, and I'll just sign it up, sign up for it through HBO, and then I can just give you guys the login so that uh, we can split that. Yeah, because it's fifteen ninety nine, I think, on its own. Um, so if I just share it with uh, with some of the people that we normally share it with, I think yeah. we'll be okay. Okay. Nice. Um. Yeah. Uh. So what I got out of your. Luke, uh, no, Luke Cage, Jesus, out of your Iron, Iron Fist. Fist description is, thank God I'm not watching it. Yeah, I'll I'll give you like the full, I'll, I'll give you like someday when we're gaming, I'll give you like the full breakdown of, of, of just kind of the, the plot points. Lane always says she likes she likes when I tell her about, or I'm just like, I might watch it, I might watch it, I don't know. When I tell her about shows, <laughs> you might. No, I lied, that's a joke. When I, when I tell her about shows, she feels like she watched them herself sometimes because I give her too much detail. Okay. Like, like, 
I don't know. There's a whole lot of stuff that goes down this show, but overall, I've been I've been pretty unhappy with it. I mean, even even the general Netflix uh, Marvel shows. Every time every time Claire or Rosario Dawson's character shows up, they're always she's always like every single time without fail. You need to see a doctor. We need to get you to a hospital right now. And they always grab her and they say, "No, no hospitals for whatever reason." Right? right. And she's always like, "Well, I guess so. Right. There's no hospitals." I guess I'm operating on this buffet table. That's or sad. like, uh, gee, it's like this. I guess we're doing it on this billiards table. It's like that's that's not how this works. That's not how like, any of this works. I don't know if I ever felt like that in Luke Cage exactly. I think I think what happened was like Luke, she was like, "We got to take Luke to the hospital, maybe," and he's like, "Nah, they can't do anything for me anyway. Like it's right. not gonna work." But in in Iron Fist, there is one. It, they actually did go to the hospital, but there's one dude like Iron Fist. He's trying to figure out what's going on with his peer that that. Um, Harold, the uh, Harold Meacham, he tells Ward to buy. Ward tells his sister to buy. She's like, I don't know why we're overpaying for this anyway, but they buy it. And he goes and he, and Iron Fist goes there with, um, with Colleen and they see that they're smuggling in this, like, uh, they're smuggling some person into the country. Luke, uh, Iron, Iron Cage is, Iron, Iron Cage. Iron, Iron Fist Cage. Is oh man! <laughs> I said I almost said Luke Cage, and then I said no. Iron Iron. Luke Iron. Fist. Oh, Luke that doesn't sound good either. Iron Iron Fist. He ends up fighting with this dude who's like protecting the scientist, and it ends up being a tough fight for him because the dude he's fighting ends up stabbing this scientist by accident. This scientist is created this like synthetic heroin that it's like a patch that you put on your arm, and it gives you this amazing high, like the, your first time ever. There's no, um, there's every single time you take it will be like the first time. So it really messes you up. And this guy gets stabbed and he's like, I'm, all, I'm wanted in many, many countries. As soon as you take him to a hospital. Name, name either, a country, a name right. a country. He didn't I'm say wanted. Any. He didn't wanted. say any. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't say any. He says, I'm wanted all across the world or whatever. Yeah. If, as soon as they check me to the hospital, I'm either going to, A, going to be arrested or the hand's going to get to me. And. So Claire ends up helping out, but she's like, he's like too, he, he needs to go to a doctor before, otherwise he's going to die. So <laughs> while the Iron Fist, <laughs> while the Iron Fist is out doing this like challenge or whatever that the hand is challenged into, he, uh, Claire and Colleen end up taking this dude to the hospital and they've been waiting in the waiting room for a little bit. And they're like, what's going on? This is the same hospital that Claire quit or was fired from. Of course. In, in Daredevil. Uh, of course. Because the hand was infiltrate had already infiltrated there. Right. And so they already knew this hospital wasn't great, but they took him there anyway. And sure enough, the guy was never checked into the OR. Into the OR. He's been transported by the hand out somewhere else. They couldn't get him back. So, um, <laughs> the, the, I'm done the with whole, this show. Thank you whole, for thank you for giving me this this really great rundown. But the fact that he is basically a fake Iron Fist because man's a poser. Um, the fact that he can't control his emotions and the fact that he's running, he's poo-poo at, uh, at his business side. Um, yeah, he can't control his emotions and, and he is, he's just a massive douche. Like, can you, can you be can't... that moody at 25 though? Like, are you allowed to, right. <laughs> like, you can't do that, dude. Like, if you totally run, if you're trying to run a, a company that size, you can't just come in after having no on the job training whatsoever and just be like I'm just going to I'm just going to do what I want it's like uh nah bro and the other thing is that he actually doesn't hold a position at the company he only the only thing he has is that he is the primary shareholder so he can he has a lot of leverage with his shares during like board meetings and stuff but he doesn't have any real say in the day to day for whatever reason they gave him an office his dad's old office anyway but he still can't like he he can't like go mingle with with the other workers and tell them what to do on their projects things like that like but he still he still dictate like he's just being a massive douche in the way he tells people to do things that I find unrealistic to the real character I don't think I don't feel like he would do that I feel like he'd be a, a lot more in tune not just with his emotions but with other people's emotions and realizing that the things that he says and the way that he's doing things and telling people to do stuff is going to hurt their feelings and it's going to yeah. make them feel a certain way and if he wants to get them to do something with his 15 years of experience he probably has a lot better ways a lot more tools to do that in his in his, just with his verb with his with his words that can get people to do things you know just to sort of manipulate them if you want 
And he doesn't do that. He just tells people to do something. And that's that. That's his final say. And that's why the board has kicked him and the Meachams off off the board because they because he, he just comes around and makes two terrible decisions and gets everybody fired. Well, I'm sitting over here right now looking at Netflix on my TV. And I'm just like, yeah, I see the Iron Fist. I see you trying to push that junk. That junk on me, but uh, no, that's gonna that's gonna stay on played. I might even yeah. I might even thumbs down that to be honest, just a preemptive thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. If they ever ask yeah. me why, I'll be like, cause cause it's garbage. Cause it's I heard garbage. about you. I heard yeah. about you. I heard about you. I know I know I'm, what you're from. I know I know what you want. So I'm I'm pulling up Rotten Tomatoes right now to give you the ratings of each of these uh, of of Netflix's uh, Marvel TV shows. I'm bringing up Jessica Jones now. That should be the last one. So, uh, Luke Cage. You want to take a guess at what Luke Cage has? Uh, is this Rotten or is this Metacritic? Rotten Tomatoes. Luke Cage probably 81? Much higher, actually. Much higher? 89? Yeah. No. it's. Uh, I'll just tell you. It's 96. 96%. Like, is that overall? That is that is just the critics, not users. Eighty percent of users liked it. This no, no, I, but it like, but it's not like a per episode, right? Like it's, oh yes, 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 for the season. Well, I'll tell you what, Luke Cage was a great show. I really like that show. Yeah, me too. My name um, is not Cottonmouth. Yeah, Mahershala Ali, love you. That I, laugh, I, that laugh. I was so oh, shocked God. how early he. T- I didn't know he was going to take an L, man. I thought he was going to yeah. be like Spoiler a villain. Um, yeah, well, yeah, we're we're, we're spoiling everything. Yeah, spoiling everything. All right, what's point. the next show? We'll go Jessica Jones. This is the this is it's actually not the next high. It's the next highest for the series because there's only one season of it. It's probably this one's probably so. If that one was ninety six, this is probably eighty four, eighty or ninety three. What? Yeah. So so real quick, um, Luke Cage is based off of fifty three reviews. Jessica Jones is based off of fifty seven reviews. I mean, it's still a decent not, amount. Yeah. I um, I could have sworn that uh, Daredevil was going to be rated higher, especially with is. this uh, season, season, season one two. is the highest. Really? Yeah, season two actually is a it's a noticeable um, drop for it. Season one of Daredevil is ninety eight percent. Season two is seventy six percent. Wow, I thought the Punisher storyline was really good. I thought so too, but I think people people's problem with season two is probably the whole hand coming in, like it's the whole mythical organization with magical yeah. powers bringing people back to life, that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean that could that certainly could be the issue with Iron Fist because dude, Iron Fist, seventeen percent. Yeah, that's fifty three reviews, but seventeen percent. Yeah, trash. Don't watch just, this show when they when they do like those previews, like hey, critics say you know best new show of this fall, Iron Fist. What are they? What are critics saying? Trash, garbage, made me cancel Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Yeah, I, I just, I just don't. And that's the thing that's crazy though, because Netflix has really been. I mean, I shouldn't say that for every their show, every single one of their shows. I feel like they have a lot of. They have, they have a huge library of like Netflix originals that maybe aren't necessarily Netflix originals. They kind of just bought them after the fact. Like I think, I think. Um, What's that show? Uh, Stranger Things might be one of the only shows or like the first Netflix show that they started. And like, that, what? that's not, yeah, like, meaning that they, I guess, I don't Developed know. Developed internally? Yeah. They didn't just buy the show once it was made. Yeah, because people, I mean, people get pitched shows all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that to me doesn't matter because if you've got new writers pitching each of the networks, it don't matter. Uh, who wrote it? As long as a studio decides to take a chance on it and develop yeah. it, that's yeah, and put the money up for it. Yeah, and whatnot. That's matter, dude. yeah, but but of the Marvel shows, because they have you know, I, I feel like all these uh, all these studios are trying to do their kind of Avengers type of thing. You know, you have you have the DC Comics trying to do the Justice League, and they haven't been able to get a, a single good rated um, DC Comics movie since the Dark Knight series which was kind of their own universe. Um, and then you had Netflix, which seemed to be, which seemed like they were doing the exact same thing, but just with TV shows, and they were all rated pretty damn well. And then all of a sudden you have that huge slump with Iron Fist. And I wonder what they're going to do, because like I said, Iron Fist, I think, is supposed to be the primary person to take on the hand, but you have Daredevil, who's way more popular. 
You have Luke Cage, who's probably the next the next most popular. I didn't like Jessica Jones as much, but I still thought it was a good show. And then yeah. you got Iron Fist, who just pe- people don't like. And if he's gonna if he's gonna be the Captain America of the Defenders, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be happy about uh, that. Hopefully, hopefully they, they realize uh, how bad they or how off the mark they were, and yeah. they make, they just make some revisions for Defenders. I mean, you, you, yeah. you, you can save it. That's fine. You can. Do you think that they like they can't? They're not gonna revamp the whole series. They're just gonna have to make a way better season two. Yeah, I mean, they're just gonna they're gonna realize uh, what happened. And they're gonna they're make they're, hopefully they'll just bring in either additional writers for the help or or you know yeah. the defenders will be just a, a different show. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's uh that's been that man. Um, I'm disappointed, but but whatever. Who cares? Right. Well, I still I'm I'm coming off the high of Luke Cage. So no, sure. Uh, real quick before I get to what I've been doing while you've been trudging through that, this morning I ran a race. Uh, the J.P. Morgan Run as One, which was the same course as uh, two weeks ago when we ran it. And it was a beautiful morning, uh, a little brisk, but it was like nice and warm in the sun. And yeah. because I've moved, what used to be upwards of an hour train ride to get to the start line was maybe a 12-minute walk. Oh, nice. So it's, That's awesome. It's perfect. Uh, ran the race. The issue was, uh, last night before I went to bed, I drank a big glass of water and I did the same thing again when I woke up, I ate a little bit of breakfast and I peed once before, uh, before I left. But normally like my, I just get really anxious and excited and nervous for the race and it sort of makes me need to go pee again. Um, but the line for like the porta potty rows were, was too long. So I decided to start. And then when my friend and I, because uh, there's four of us running today, uh, stayed with him. And when he fist bumped me as we were crossing the start line, because it's sort of a uh, staggered start. Yeah. I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and you know, it's that feeling like, eh, do I need to pee now? I should probably do that right now, but whatever. And I just ran that race for the first three out of that four miles. The first three miles was just like, dude, do you need to pee? Or it's like, please don't pee your pants. Please don't pee your pants. Um, so it took – it wasn't as fast. I mean the time you saw, right, it was like 8.04. Um, yeah. And two weeks ago I was at 7.55. Uh, it wasn't the best race, but considering for the first three miles, all I'm worried about is not peeing my pants. It wasn't, it wasn't the worst race. Uh, and because I moved this past week, uh, like I picked up my keys on Monday and I've been just doing like trips back and forth. I officially moved in on Friday. There was just very little running. There was just no time to run because every, right. all of my effort was, you know, for the move. Um, so like I said, you know, I just moved recently. I'm sitting in my new place. It's in the Upper West Side. It's like really centrally located, which is nice on, so the move started on Friday and I was up early. Like I was up at 6.30, ready to go. You know, doing some final packing, some whatever. I uh, like folded up all of my old sheets and my bedding and took the mattress off of my bed because I wasn't taking my mattress with me. I put a uh, – because in New York, you can't throw a mattress away without buying like a bed bug cover. Uh, just because – man. Yeah. It's, it's well, there's just a lot of bed bugs in New York yeah, if, you, if you're not careful. Cool. So you, I just covered it with like a plastic tarp or whatever. We were good. They showed up. They were scheduled for 9 to 11. They showed up at 8.30. And they're just like, all right, walk us through what you got. And I told them, you know, I've got a bed. I've got, you know, this little work table. I've got a kitchen table. I've got four chairs, a computer chair, two lamps, TV stand, and TV. Great. So they just go. They go, yeah, you don't have to do anything. Uh, just go ahead and just sit there and we'll move everything. And they were out of my place in 45 minutes. It was just so quick. Uh, real quick. Do real you have quick. an idea where they parked? Yeah, they parked right outside my building. But because they're a commercial vehicle, I think they were okay. Ah, uh, okay. They don't have that problem. Okay. Yeah. And so we drive up to my place and I thought they got lost because like, where are you guys? But then I realized they were unwrapping everything on the street. So they don't have to do that in my place. And then they took apart my Ikea bed. They put it right back together. Um, but they had to drill new holes into it, which is kind of – it was disappointing, but it's like whatever, right? Because I got a low bed anyways. 
So they put everything why, there. Why do they have to drill holes? I think holes. I think because he used a power tool to take it all out. So like he just uh, destroyed the old holes. Gotcha. So they were out by eleven forty-five, and I was like, okay, all of my stuff is here. I have a lot of just boxes that I gotta you know make my way through. And then my furniture delivery from West Elm came about an hour later, and they were you know these two Latino guys who came in and they moved my couch. They uh, moved my coffee table. Real dude, it was twenty minutes. That's awesome. They were man. just like, "Where do you want the couch? Do you want it here? Do you want it there?" And I was just telling them, like, "Hey, you know how many day? I know how many rods you got." He goes, "Dude, we've got twenty three houses. We got to hit today." I was like, "Oh God. yeah!" And I was just telling them because I, you know, oh I'm, I'm excited, right? So I tipped the two guys in the morning forty bucks each. Uh, I was like, "Hey, you guys are really fast. I really appreciate it. Like, you guys are positive." I gave them a bottle of water like, on the way out. Um, and I gave, uh, these two guys, you know, I gave them each a bottle of water on their way out. It was, it was nice that Friday was cool because I, I would not know how they would function. It was like 80 plus 90 degrees and they're moving furniture. Like, I just know, like, you know, let's treat these guys right. It's, to me, it's a small thing, but you know, I'm sure they really appreciate it. And it's just like, if I'm just standing here while you're moving like heavy furniture, like it's, it's the least I can do. Yeah. So they moved my furniture and my coffee table in, which I'm looking at right now. I have this beautiful, like, red heavy weave uh, low couch. It's a more of a love seat. It's 66 inches, so it's not too big. And my coffee table is a work of art. I'll tell you that much right now. It's got, like, tempered glass on top. I can put stuff uh, below it, and it's got two shelves. Because I live in a studio, right? So any sort of storage space is mad helpful. Because um, my place is only 400 square feet. Um, and then the two Verizon guys came later and I showed them, um, I showed them, what's that site? Uh, 123movies.is. Oh, really? Uh, you yeah, cause, the Verizon guys? Yeah, because they're like, oh, just internet today, huh? And I sort of told them like, yeah, you know, I don't need cable cause I'm streaming everything. He goes, yeah, dude, we stream everything too. Um, he told me that Verizon is actually testing a set top box that allows you to stream. So you don't need like all the heavy wires or whatever. Um, because awesome. then they can still get you with the cable and internet. Yeah. So they they you know they drill some holes through the roof. They fed in the fiber optic cable. What was funny was the two movers in the morning were Russian. The two West Down guys were Latino. Uh, I think they were Mexican, and the two guys at the end were black. So it was just funny the dynamics between each of the people because the Russian guys kept talking to each other. It's like really serious Russian, really curt, like no. Uh, not a lot of talking to me. Yeah. Uh, the Mexican guys were really funny because we were just telling like some horror stories of people who like he goes the West Elm policy is that we don't move other people's furniture because uh, if we move something for them and we scratch the floors, you know, it's like we don't want that liability. Yeah. Because uh, they go we they, that's happened to us before where you know they seem nice or whatever and we help them move something but then all of a sudden they you know accuse us of scratching the floors when in fact. There's no way we could have scratched that floor. Just the way we lifted it and there's like no sound, but then you're yeah. trying to like, you know, frame us in a sense. So That's messed up. That's messed up. And I told him like, hey, you know, I've got the, uh, I've got the area rugged down. So just put it right there. Can you move it back a little bit, whatever? It was fine. Um, and then the, the two black guys with the Verizon, we kept talking about like football and, you know, talking about, you know, uh, lady troubles and whatnot. Like it was just like it was, it was nice. It was it was simple. It was fun. But what was what was great about Friday was you know it said like the Russian guys they left at eleven forty five. The West Ham guys they came about an hour later, and then the Verizon guys came two hours later. Like it was just everything was on track. It wasn't like oh we're gonna be waiting. Like everyone was either early or on time, and I really appreciated that because by four o'clock four thirty everything was in my in my place. Yeah, that's and just so perfect, especially when you hear those ranges too, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like the ranges between aren't... Between 10 and 2, and all of a sudden yeah. they show up like at 2, and all of a sudden your, your next appointment's supposed to be like at 3. That's not enough right. time, so... Each of these people gave two-hour windows. Okay, that's Which good. is, like, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, so so that was that was great. And what, what else happened? Um... Yeah, I've been I've been going to to Lowe's a lot because it's just like a lot of like small things I got to pick up. Mm -hmm. So I picked up like an, uh, a new another surge protector. Uh, I've got like three surge protectors in my house. I actually bought like one of those massive Belkin ones. 
um, just for the TV because I've got like a PlayStation, I've got the router, I've got the Xbox, I've got the TV, like all that stuff really close together. Yeah. Uh, so I just like, you know what, let me just buy something that I can, that can cover all this stuff. Real quick, um, do you, do you have, you should get some ethernet cords maybe. And, no, and yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the Xbox is wired. Okay. The PlayStation right. is not. Yeah, I guess it doesn't uh, need to be right. Right. Cause I'm only playing single wire. player. I'm only playing yeah. single player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Xbox is hardwired. Um, that's always been the case. Uh, got the Sling TV. I was watching the awesome. the game last night. It was pretty good. Oh, man, I've been loving the games. I didn't see them last night though. Yeah, I missed so, all of yesterday's games. And I miss. I just missed the Pacers game. They just lost, so that series is over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One, two, three, Cancun. Um, <laughs> but they uh, came close too in every single game. I think all of their games were within ten points. Maybe yeah, within, maybe even closer to, to yeah. maybe closer to five points per game. But they just couldn't. They just couldn't win. Paul yeah. George only had 15 points today. I think it was five for 15. It's not good. Not good. I mean, he's he's gassed. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, I did a I did a lot of food shopping. So like my fridge is stocked. Uh, I use this service Jet.com. You should look into that Jet.com. Um, they I basically it was just on there. For yeah. The first time. Oh, five for 21. Oops. Uh, yeah. I was on there just uh, on Friday. I just created an account. It's. Started by Walmart, I think. Yeah. And they had and a thing where you get 30% off your first three purchases. Is it 30% or is it 15%? It might be 15%. Somewhere in there, right? Some, yeah, you get some percentage off. And yeah. So I was thinking about buying these headphones off of them. I didn't end up buying them, but um, yeah, I, I bought like I'm going to consider them. I bought a ton of just like uh, vitamin waters, San Pellegrino sparkling waters, and all of the ingredients that I need to make for my breakfast bars. It's so much cheaper that way. And awesome. so all that food's there. Uh, I put all the food in glass containers. The only thing that I'm looking to buy right now is just a uh, over-the-door shoe hanger type of thing. Because yeah. I've got my shoes just out right now. And I was actually – I got uh, the USPS sent like sort of like, hey, welcome to the neighborhood. Welcome, you know, sort of nice that you change your address. Here are all these coupons. So I'm going to oh, take a look nice. at the coupons in a minute while I'm watching uh, the games that just started actually. Um, at three thirty, yeah, I'm gonna watch the game a little bit after this and just like sort of peruse. Um, if I can find a way to just hide all my shoes over the closet door, then I've basically maximized all the space in this apartment, which is really nice. Nice and early, as early as possible. Like, there's, I did not want to linger. The last, actually, the last big projects are I have. I'm sitting next to my air conditioner. An in-unit air conditioner. It's 10,000 BTUs. Um, it can cool down a room of... That's 450. And because my apartment is basically one big square, I got really lucky. Like, there's no, like, crazy nooks or whatever. Yeah. Um, I can I can cool this place down considering it's going to be in the 70s by the end of the week. So what I need to do is figure out a day this week once the secure... Like, the... The safety bracket that this thing is going to sit on comes in. Right. I'm going to I'm going to find this. I found this handyman on Yelp that's gotten like he's got like two thousand re, uh, reviews and he's at four and a half stars. So I mean that's that's amazing. That's, so I'll just call him. Yeah, I'll get I'll call him to get a quote and then uh, have him just install this thing for me real quick. Uh, and then that's out of the way. Uh, and then find a shoe rack and I'm, I'm basically done, dude. Oh no, I lied. Um, yesterday, you know, like those. Uh, you've been to my old room, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you know those posters I have on the wall. Yeah, the, the three black and white ones. Yeah. Yeah. So what I did yesterday was I took them out of their old plastic hangers, and I went across the street to a custom framing store, and they're gonna be like mounted <laughs> on foam core and in hung in wooden frames. What did they say when they saw the pictures? Did they say anything? He goes. He goes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with the uh, the, the movers. They're like, oh, nice posters, man. I really like these. They're a nice conversation starter. So I'm I'm staring at this long wall in my apartment right now. So what I want to do is space them out equidistant. Uh, they're just 24 by 32, so nothing crazy. But I think this wall is like 120 inches long. So if I can center slash top 30% mount them, then what I want to do is create a gallery wall. So if they're like the three main pieces, I want to find little pieces in between them to uh, to fill the space up. Because I would really like to hang up a lot of art. I just hung up my yesterday uh, this piece that my boss gave me when I was back in Ogilvy. It's this nice black and white 
piece. Uh, you saw it once, that girl in the head mask. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's covering the Versace uh, when they did an exhibit at the Met like 20 years ago. She's got like this really nice like black headpiece, like a fur headpiece, and it's a nice black thing. So what I did was they use a sawtooth hanger. So it's at the very top on the back of the frame in the wood. It's sort of like a jagged edge thing. It's nice to like hang it if you just had one nail, right? Uh, nail into some sort of stud and you could hang it that way. But I can't do that because my walls are concrete. So what I need to do is I bought these like plastic hangers with uh, four little pins in them. And I got to hammer the pins into the wall. It's, it's easy to take out. You just use sort of like a, a knife, a straight edge knife, and you just slowly wiggle it until you pop it back out. It's no problem. Mm -hmm. But I needed to create new backing. So I bought these D-rings, um, basically these like things that you screw into the, the side of the thing. And they have like these little D rings on the side of them. They look like the shape of a D. And then I bought like a hanging wire. Um, and what I did was I created sort of like a wire hang system on the back. And then I measured it and then I hung it and then I bought a leveler. And like overnight, I kept a leveler on top of it. So when I woke up this morning, I'm like, yep, still level. Let me take this down. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it felt really nice to A, have your own space, B, hang up like wooden hangers of, of images and it's just gonna be uh i'm really trying to make this place my own so i'm excited nice yeah that's awesome yeah so uh that's that's really it i mean i did the laundry they have these nice new laundry machines that are like extra extra like 40 percent larger so what i can finally do is not use like two machines one to wash my blanket and one to wash all of my linens and my towel i can just throw it into one machine um, and it just saves so much time. Yeah. Uh, that's exciting. And they're building a gym in the building too. Oh, really? That should be done in August. So that'll be nice just to do that. Sweet. Um, cause Equinox, I don't know. Is there an Equinox at home? Not that I know of. Um, so Equinox in the city, if you don't have like a corporate rate is like a 200 bucks a month, but it's sort of like where young people go to meet people. I want to say where, I don't want to say like anyone who is anyone because it's really expensive. It's a real, it's like the most expensive gym that's not like the most expensive mainstream gym. Let's put it that way. Cause you have stuff like, you know, Planet Fitness, Retro Fitness, but then like the three main ones are, uh, New York Sports Club. And then you have Health and Racket Club. And then you have Equinox. And Equinox is sort of built to be like this place where, you know, they have really nice locker rooms and they have like a area that's a bar, like a food bar. And it's sort of like a really just a nice gym. But 200 bucks a month is absurd to pay. Yeah, that's, a, that's a lot. It's a lot. So that's why a lot of people do corporate. Um, now, I, my old gym was in New York Sports Club and that corporate rate was like 50 bucks a month. So you can already tell the disparity, right? Yeah. It's, it's much easier to stomach 50 bucks a month for a gym than $200 for, for a gym. But a lot of my friends up here, they all are at Equinox and they all hang out by going to classes together. So if there's enough pressure to just do these classes, then maybe it's worth it. But I have to see if there's a way to like get onto somebody's corporate account because ideally I don't pay 200 bucks a month. Yeah, man. Yeah, two hundred bucks a month for the gym. Um, I Too do, much. I, I have I have two gym memberships. <laughs> I have why I have Retro Fitness, which is which is twenty bucks a month, but not really twenty bucks a month because once a year they charge you like a hundred dollars, like a service charge or whatever BS it is. And then I also have a Planet Fitness membership, which is ten bucks a month. And the reason I have that is because that's the gym that's close to Lena's house. So if I oh, want okay. to get a workout. Um, that's and, crazy how cheap that is, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's literally the only reason why I have it. It's because it's really cheap and it makes it so that I don't have a I don't really have an excuse to not go work out if I want to go to Lena's place after. Are work. any of those are any of those gyms twenty four hours? Uh Planet Fitness is retro is not even close to <laughs> <laughs> Retro Fitness is annoying because the weekends on Saturday they're open from like I don't actually know what time they open. I know they're open early, we'll just say seven till 6 p.m. They used to be 7, and now they've changed to 6. And Sunday, 
they're open for whatever time in the morning, and they they close at five p.m., which is absurdly early. What? Yeah. So like absurd. people after work can't even go. Yeah, if you work on Sunday, you can't make it. on On Mon- Monday, oh, sorry. Thursday, Monday to Thursday, they're they're open till eleven p.m. On Friday, they're open till ten. So, so those days it's, it's fine for me. Uh, I'm never, I never want to go to the gym later than that anyway, but you know, Saturday, Sunday, not right. a deal for me, man. Right. Not, not going to lie about that. Well, maybe one. the next time, next time I'm home, maybe we'll like go to the gym. We'll get a session in. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's all I have. Okay. I'm happy to uh, move along, man. It yeah. I appreciate like, it. It like it was really seamless. I mean, I know you did a lot of work. Leading up to it, yeah, I was I, I was doing like two trips a I was doing two trips a day. I was yeah. waking up in the morning, bringing a bag of stuff, like just like these weird things, because I just didn't want to buy additional banker boxes. Yeah, of course. But not. Uh, took a trip in the morning, dropped my stuff off, go to work. After work, I would go home to the old place, take a new bag, and go up. So that way, for the move itself, there wasn't like it was just really quick for them. But yeah. I can tell already if I when I move out of here because obviously it's a rental unit, so I can't stay here forever. Um, there's obviously going to be a lot more stuff. So this like this time the move cost me like four hundred dollars. Right, because um, you were splitting with another person. Well, no, the, Me- the, meaning that there's you have more stuff because you have oh, more yeah, yeah, furniture yeah. now. Right, 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 right. Um, so like just beyond that, next time there's just going to be a ton more furniture. So yeah, nice. Yeah, let's get out of here. All right, bud. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.